0: I wanted to share this list of email. Um, I emailed myself a bunch of stuff from after we talked yesterday when I was walking around the block. Um, Just an update on a couple things. So I made a list of everything that's not included in this timeline of what what our ideal week should look like. At, at this job, you know, I was given a this little piece of paper, and it had like Monday through Friday, what you, what the, uh, an ideal maintenance sales reps week should be like. You know, this many calls. You, she wants thirty-five, thirty calls a a day, five appointments a week set, two action plans, meaning get approval to go do a survey a week, two surveys from the previous week for that week, mm-hmm. one verification meeting, and one close a month, a contract a month, or two, two, two a month. A
1: mm-hmm.
0: Yeah, two verification meetings um, over a two-week period, which means you'll have, over the course of four weeks, a month, you'll have one of each of those close so a two closes as ideal. But I say all that to say, like there's just, it's really insane because it's totally not realistic. There's so many things that, I just mentioned a few to her the, the other day that are not on there. Um, so, so I'm just jotted down a list of things that I realize I'm doing that are not included in that. And the fact that I'm working nights and weekends All the time means I'm doing something wrong, or I was led on to believe that something is Mm -hmm. different, you know. Now, so anyway, the startup introduction meeting. So when we sell something, you know, it's an hour to two hours to drive over there, do a startup meeting with our operations team to hand it off. That's not anywhere in here. Creating these building scorecards. So we get the we get the power bills. We have to analyze the power bills. That's another thing. For the last twelve months, analyze it, put it into this software to build this scorecard. Prepare the PowerPoint for the verification meetings. That's nowhere in the timetable. So are people doing that at night? I don't think so. I'm doing it at night. Mm-hmm. You know. I worked from from four o'clock yesterday until eleven o'clock last night, granted an hour for our meeting on my PowerPoint presentation for today, that's nowhere in, the, in any of the mix. T- determining the, the equipment average age. So I've got to take all this, put up, up next to it what each age is and come up with the average age. And putting all the equipment data into Price Builder, which is how we get our prices. Uh, role playing each verification meeting. So she's expecting us to role play with her for an hour to do a full verification role play for each verification meeting. There's some weeks I have four verification meetings. It's four Mm -hmm. hours during prime time that I'm supposed to go Mm -hmm. sit with her in her office and do a role play verification. Drive time, it takes an average 30 minutes to get to each spot there and back. That's not in there. Par meetings. So each Friday she wants to sit down at 3.30 with me for 30 minutes and have a par meeting, which is a performance and review meeting. Then at four o'clock on Friday, there's a sales and ops meeting that she's, that we rarely have, but it's on the calendar. We're supposed to be there for that. At once a month, she gets us together for a, a her general manager absolutes meeting where we go over all the numbers for the month and make projections for the next month. Mm-hmm. That's an hour, hour and a half meeting. There's these every Thursday dynamic forum uh, meetings where we're supposed to be on this call every Thursday at 11 for a 30-minute call with the president of the company to talk about where we're going with this future Mm -hmm. stuff. And then, you know, updating Salesforce. She wants us to update that every Friday, uh, which is fine, but that takes time. A good 30 minutes for that. And then nowhere in this... To list of things is when we give somebody an agreement and we, they're, they're going to read it, right? Dripping stuff to them to follow up with them about the agreement, that, that's a big time suck that I do, mm-hmm. but it's important because you don't just give them an agreement and never call you back. You know, you, you got to follow up on it and drop by and say, hey, I thought about this. You might like this to get them to eventually sign the agreement. You got to stay in front of them, top of mind. That's nowhere in all this. So
1: what what are you going to do with this? I don't know.
0: I I, I don't know yet. I'm just, where's all my time going? And all of, everything I just said has to be done during prime time. Mm -hmm. Nine to four. Prime customer time. Mm -hmm. We call it the golden hours. Mm -hmm. But when all this stuff doesn't get done during golden hours, Stuff like the PowerPoint and analyzing the power bills. That's the stuff I'm doing it for in the morning, at night, at night, you know, on weekends. And so I don't know what I'm what I'm gonna do with this. I, I really don't. I'm just trying to it it this started when at five fifteen on Monday afternoon when I'm at the office, got the door closed, trying to get called up from the, from the day and she taps on the door and's like "I need two more concept meetings i you know I need two concept meetings you can't go two weeks without a concept meeting and it was just like this is very frustrating i'm covered up i i i can't i don't know why you want me to go call new people if i if i can't even do the commitments i'm already committed to you know, that that was where this came in. And it's like, where are you spend in your time? And then the comment about, you know, projects and how we shouldn't be working projects, that, that'll save you a lot of time. But that's kind of where all this started.
1: I think that you should put it in like a time tracking thing and track it for a week or two and then go to her and say, I can't figure where I'm, you know, here's what I'm doing. Mm-hmm.
0: And I have on my list to start back time tracking because I haven't been doing that in the last ten days. I think it'd be good. breaking down hours—you know—I did it when I first started yeah. on my Outlook. I, I've kept it on my Outlook calendar.
1: Yeah, and just show her that, and, and say, you know, what,
0: what am I doing wrong? She's talking about cutting down, shaving down times at the survey, which is where I go around to the building and look at all the equipment that's like the most crucial part that I got to see it all, you know, not all, but a good bit of it. Um, Mm
1: -hmm. Which that stuff, you'll get faster at that. Right. Like that'll show as you know more and are more comfortable with it. And you can figure out what you don't need when you're there, that type
0: of stuff. Um, Speaking of that, like one one of the key thing I wrote down is, assessments or the surveys they vary depending on the size. If it's crave with one unit, that takes Mm -hmm. thirty minutes. If it's a doctor's office it might take four hours Mm -hmm. or more. You know, when I was at training, I'm trying to get across to her like not all surveys are an hour. Mm -hmm. Like I might budget it for an hour to tell the customer it'll take an hour, but it might take four, depending on the amount of equipment they have and trying to just get access to all the Mm place. So I've had a couple times where I've resented when she talks to me about tying up her technicians and this concept of wanting me to go and do my own surveys at some point with drills and tools to take covers off. Uh, And I have to get Mike, our service manager's approval from a safety standpoint to get to that point, but it's like, whoa, whoa, whoa. I'm not tying up the technicians like it's a waste of time. I mean, this is a crucial part of getting getting in the next job, you know. I, I have to have a technician at this stage in the game. Um and just for efficiency's sake, it it we're we're quite efficient when he's taking the panel off, I'm getting the serial number, you know, I'm taking photos. He's take he's showing me what to take photos. But I'm, anyway, there was this comment she made yesterday about when she was talking about, she was trying to tell me not to go chase projects and not to get a piece of all the pies. There was a comment she made about R and their thermostats. Did I mention that at all? Not the common, I don't think. RNDC, when we were in their their, um, handoff meeting to operations because they bought the contract, we were in their handoff meeting. They were like, we really want to get new thermostats. We need new thermostats. We got six thermostats. They're too smart for us. It's got a handbook that's 10 pages long. It's too complicated. So yeah, I'll come back. And we took photos of them all. I'll come back with a quote for six thermostats. So I told her the next day, I was like, hey, let me, because I didn't want her to go directly to Bill and mm-hmm. get Bill to work on it without me staying involved here because this is my contract, my my lead, my, my account, if you will. Mm-hmm. Well, her comment was, and I had to follow up this week on it because Bill didn't respond. She said something like, you know, what you could do in order to save time is you could just let those thermostats go to spot. Spot is what we call work that is on the spot done. Like if it, if, it's, if it's not a project, like if you were to say, hey, Matt, we need a mini split in the back room, I'd say, okay, that's a project, right? Mm-hmm. But if you sign a contract for a maintenance agreement and we go up on top of the roof and looking at the piece of equipment and there's a hole in the heat exchanger it needs to be replaced and it's thousand dollars, we would the maintenance service technician would say, John, there's a hole in that it's going to be a thousand dollars to fix that mm-hmm. And we would fix that under spot like we're just fixing it on the spot. Mm-hmm. The salesman doesn't get a commission to that right. It's just fixed it needs to be fixed you know it was a part of startup. So she's saying those thermostats could be rolled into spot and I not deal with it. Yeah, they could. But the technician's not going to sell them thermostats, right? The technician's just going to fix stuff that's broken. And, and furthermore, it cuts me out of the whole deal. Why would I do that? It, it was a no-brainer. He, he wants a quote on six thermostats. $2,000, whatever it's going to be. I take it or email it to them. I can probably email it to them mm. because we've already got all this rapport built, you know? So the comment about that, she's she keeps trying to say, don't worry about the project. Um, I told you about the resource management.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: You know, I, I my note that I wrote down to myself was not putting project guys on my projects. Like that's, it's just not happening. It's been two months since the chiller at Albright, it's been one month since this, it's just not happening. You know, she's not putting them on my projects. So what do I do? She's not doing it? She's not putting them on my projects. Not telling Johnny Ray, get Matt his quote on his chiller other stuff gets higher priority.
1: Mm.
0: And that's that's what she's talking about, that was her fucked up roundabout way of saying resource management. Resource management, I gotta manage my priorities, I gotta manage contract customers first
1: Mm.
0: over new customers. So how am I supposed to set expectations with these new customers on getting them back a price? Wait two months? No. Like how am I supposed to close a deal on maintenance if I can't get a quote for a fucking chiller or a or a zone system? Like mm-hmm. I don't know in order to get the maintenance, they want this project first.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: And now to prove to, to agree with her point, her point was she had a point about we don't need to do do maintenance we don't need to do projects unless they're maintenance customers We try our best to get them to be made as customers first. I'm like, that's why I'm here. Mm -hmm. That's that's the whole point. I'm frustrated about hearing that Todd, the president, has a theory of love them and leave them. I think that's crazy. I think that's absolutely insane. Mm -hmm. And I don't know when to tell him that. Or if it comes up, if I have the balls to keep my mouth shut. Like, and
1: what's the further explanation of that? The further he explanation it. of it is yeah.
0: he wants you to sign up Crave uh-huh. and then walk away. And don't go back. Don't check up on it. Don't try to get projects afterwards. don't like go, go, it, 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 It's the solar sun run deal of go to the next door.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: Love them and then go to the next door. We're in a small town of Columbia, South Carolina.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: Word travels. I want people to spread words of good things. Mm-hmm. And Matt's the best person we've had ever. Mm-hmm. He's followed up. He's you know He's got us running smoothly. Why would you ever love and leave a customer? To go get the next one, yes, but I'd rather have a referral from this one.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: <laughs> I'm working on the referral mindset, not the 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 cold call mindset that that's a cold call mindset he wants us to go cold call more people
1: it's very scary when people don't understand that sales are about relationships right and that love of them and leave them is not a relationship
0: there's no relationship at all with that that thought, that thought process um. this concept that operations are quick to tell sales what they're not going to do. You know, not all maintenance accounts are created equal. Uh, When she wants us to get two, you know, two action plans per week, if I get Michelin or Georgia Pacific, that's not the same as Crave. Like not all action plans are created equal, but for her spreadsheet, she's got on there that I got two, but there's no weight to them, and so it's it's there's no like, this one's fifty thousand, this one's three, there's no weight to them all, and so it's frustrating because I'm like, you want me to go get two, but why don't you just let me do my thing and and let's look at the numbers at the end of the month, you know. I realized that she was creating this false scarcity. And that's what you call it in sales. <laughs> uh, but she's doing it to us. And I realized that when I was like pushing back a little bit, you know, October 1st will be here before you know it. I took the first here before you. We- I mean, it's every month she's done this.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: At first I liked it. And now it's driving me fucking nuts, because mm-hmm. I'm like I'm working nights and weekends. It's not going to change anything that I do tomorrow based on October first as being in ten
1: days. <laughs> what's the What's the other guy's salesman's name? Roger. Have you talked to him about what when he does um, PowerPoints or any
0: of this stuff? No, I asked to go to breakfast with him on Thursday, but he he's had he's taken Thursday and Friday off. We vented for an hour about this yesterday. Uh, got his feedback on it. I didn't ask him about PowerPoint. What did he say? Like it, it, it's insane. Like he totally agrees. Like she doesn't get it. She's tone deaf to the whole situation.
1: And how strict does she enforce this stuff? I mean, how long has just drive you nuts? Yeah, how long is Robert? Two been two years. And she's been like this. She she does this stuff, but, but he's
0: totally looking for a job. Is he? Yeah he's like I, I i'm i'm looking i can't take it it's so wild how they the turnover in this role is a lot like he say he's like i I've seen guys come and go in, in your position and i'm and he's like when i leave i've got a dissertation to hand over to them about why and the issues that that we have here really yeah he like, told me that yesterday
1: Mm
0: -hmm. then so I I told you about how the whole creating scarcity like that's a sales tactic that I need to master in a general sense it's a it's a good one because you got to get them to sign the contract eventually if there's no urgency there's no they'll never sign it right so there's it's Mm -hmm. Scarcity is a good thing, but what what I realized was in our, in our monthly meeting about numbers, she's creating scarcity to us about we're not gonna be able to start new contracts all at the same time, and we're gonna to have to start staggering deals out. Meaning we might, because we signed up so many deals, have to slow down our sales and stagger these sales.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: And I told her, I was like, Christy, I didn't come to be four months in and have to throttle back sales. Mm-hmm. If y'all need to hire more operations and more technicians, you need to have more technicians. Yeah. And then she follows it up with, "Don't you worry about operations. Well, Mike is ex. Mike's a pro at that. Mike and I'll take care of operations. You just sell." Them. Like, well, so uh, and I was like, oh, so. You were just saying that to create scarcity, in in me, to go and sell more contracts, like to use that as a tool of saying, I don't know if we can get to you or not. If you're if you're telling me that as a tool that you, that I need to use, I'll use it as a tool, but don't use it on me, mm-hmm. because it's making me think that y'all aren't going to be able to keep up with my she sales. Said that to her? Yeah. And
1: what did
0: she say? She's like, well, no, and then she says, no, it's real. If Medlin Law Firm closes, if Ritz Theater closes, if this place closes, if I, and she went through the whole list on my board, if all these close, we won't be able to start them up at the same time. I'm like, yeah, of course. They're not all going to close. <laughs> right. Mm-hmm. I, understand what you, I understand what you're saying. So it's a real false. <laughs>
1: mm-hmm.
0: You know, they're not all going to close. Let, let's be real. Right. But don't tell me that because it makes me want to leave. It makes me think you can't keep up.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: And she was like, "Oh, well, don't worry about operations, Mike, and I got it." But well, which is it? Yeah, <laughs> I am worried about operations because in the last meeting, I was like, "It's not cool that we're behind on a couple buildings on our May PM." Like, can operations not keep up? I don't understand. Mm-hmm. Oh, well, we got behind. It was a hot summer. Behind, mm-hmm. so I can't go sell saying we're going to be here and we're four months behind on maintenance on, on a couple of buildings. Like, mm-hmm. that's not cool, right?
1: Mm-hmm.
0: So, I've already kind of hit on that, yeah. So, I'm starting to hear it and let it go out in the other year, you know, mm-hmm. like, is it really an issue? No, it's mm-hmm. not an issue. It, it's it's something she's wanting me to use when I call these people to say, you know, it's, it's what I use with solar when I would say, John, I know you want solar on Crave. I don't know if you're going to qualify. I mean, there's some shade issues, possibly. Mm-hmm. You got an old roof. The HVAC system's in the middle. Like, we need to get up there and do a survey. Yeah. I don't know if it's going to work for you or not. Right. Like, that's legit,
1: mm-hmm. but
0: it's also a bunch of bullshit because... Now I really want this. Right. You're pulling back. Yeah. So, anyway, that's that was quite uh, alarming, if you will. When well, she told me about this three-ton split, she said multiple times, you can't sell projects. I finally told her Monday, I sold solar projects for five years. I su- they're complicated systems. And I had to teach myself. <laughs> I can sell HVAC systems. Like I, I, I really, I gotta, I gotta not let her get away with that. It was frustrating. She didn't even read my email that I sent her about this nursing home in Newberry on Thursday. And I tell you that on Thursday, mm-hmm. she didn't even read it and made a comment like, "No, no, no." I do I? But
1: she said uh, I didn't have
0: time to read it. To be honest, I didn't read it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It was just in, in a rude, smart aleck way. Like, no, to be real, I, no, I, to be honest, I didn't read it. And it's like, well, in the meeting, there were a couple things that if she'd have read it, mm-hmm. she'd have known. It's like I, It's like giving the President of the United States a, 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 a brief mm-hmm. before he goes to speak. Mm-hmm. And then he not reading it mm-hmm. and fucking up on two things. And said if you'd have read my brief, you'd have had it. You'd have had it. You know, mm-hmm. I don't know how to. She didn't ask for the brief, so that's maybe expectations too high. Mm-hmm. You know, maybe my expectations are out of line. Uh, her comment about "Do you trust me?" <laughs> yeah. Working on it, you know. Such a God
1: company.
0: Right. Right. Don't you love that? Uh, I would, such I a Christian company. It, like, mm-hmm. it's such a Christian company. The
1: companies that say that never,
0: you know. Do you trust me? Mm. That'll be used against her again. Because that's like, she went back on the project talk we had mm-hmm. August 31st. Roger and I were joking and this will kinda of wrap it up here, but Roger and I were joking about when she tells me, Matt, you need con you need two concept meetings. What that really means is she needs two concept meetings for her Excel spreadsheet at the end of the week mm-hmm. to turn into Todd. It's like, no, you need two <laughs> I'm good. I'm covered up here. I've got all I can handle. Mm-hmm. You need two for your spreadsheet. Um, and then it really pissed me off yesterday on Monday when um, we're talking about this nursing home that that we I first sold the boiler to. I they want all these things valves valves you know bleeder they want all these additional projects they want insulation it's going to it, when I'm talking to Bill our project guy he's like. It's going to be a cash cow for us, man. It's going to be a cash cow, and I'm like, yes, absolutely, I agree. Their projects keep coming because I first sold them on maintenance. I, you know, th- that was all me. It was all me. I brought Bill in on it. We split it. Well, as they're wanting more, it's it's turning into. Yesterday, I was riding with Bill, and I asked him. I said, "So, how does this work when when we?" had the emergency repair and, and they want these valves and we're doing the insulation. Have they gotten a bill from us for all of our technicians being sent out there? Have they gotten a bill at all? Like, how is that going to work? How is that working? How's it supposed to work? He said, no, what will happen is they'll, I'll, I'll pull together all of the bills and invoices and, uh, rental invoices from, uh, you know, Sunbelt rentals. I'll pull all that together I'll put our markup on it and then I'll will I'll put it in as a project and I'll give it to him. So that was great understanding because all of this I'm going to be paid for in the commission of a project. 30% of the project. We're already up over $20,000. So that little little slither that I get at 3% will be of the 20,000. Christy said, she said, uh, we're actually losing money on the boiler installation. And I'm like, whoa, whoa, whoa. That's because we decided to do it in-house and our operations team is excited about that because they've learned and feel confident about installing it by themselves. And our operations manager has said he's going to pull from his education budget to educate his guys because they learned on the job. So we're not losing money on this. We gained a lot of experience on how to do it ourselves so we can install our own boilers and not sub it out. We're not losing money on these projects. We're making money all each step of the way. And if we were losing money on the boiler project, that was not my fault. I simply quoted and, and sold what they quoted. It's not me. So, just because operations didn't fall through on their deal, that's not we're making money as far as I'm concerned on each step of the way
1: mm-hmm.
0: Mm-hmm. so that's my little rant for the day, and I really appreciate you listening and providing mm-hmm. feedback
1: mm-hmm. i um I think the whole here's two analogies that I have: the scarcity thing. It's like me telling the servers, don't, don't sell a lot of chicken pot pies because we might run out. And me telling the customers, you better buy a chicken pot pie because they run out fast. Like, that's useful. But telling the servers not to sell them a lot because we might run out is not useful. And then me telling the servers, as far as you doing, not doing projects or anything, you can sell them a sandwich and salad but don't talk about the chicken pot pies and they're all under one roof and how stupid would it look to a customer if the server said i can't tell you i can't sell you that chicken pot pie yeah you have to go talk to ula over there about the chicken pot pies or you have to talk to someone in the kitchen about chicken pot pies that she's never met yeah they're they're doing tickets they've got 30 minute ticket time right now but that's who you have to talk to because they're so busy that it takes a month to get an answer right you can't that's who you have to talk to about the chicken pot pie and that's who you have to give money to so whenever they get free you can buy that. right and I mean, but right now let's
0: go ahead and get your order for a, this what sandwich would you like right right
1: because right. they're going to make that sandwich too yeah i mean right. it's just it's so crazy it's so crazy um it's, let me it's insane it's, it's let me pee real quick and then,